You're listening to Give Your Life Away, a devotional podcast from Canyon Bible Church of Prescott designed to equip you with the truth of God's Word and encourage you in the pursuit of ascribing glory to Jesus Christ. Today on the Give Your Life Away podcast, we come to 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 31. This is Paul continuing his thought about the body being one body united by the Spirit with many members, many gifts, uh, many members doing different things, and uh, all of them edifying one another. So listen as I read 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 31. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear should say, Because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ, and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administration, and various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire the higher gifts, and I will show you a still more excellent way. This is Paul making the argument that every single person in the body of Christ, every single person specifically in a church, he's talking to the church at Corinth, every single person in a local church is important. They're indispensable. You can't do away with them. They all matter. What I want to highlight here is uh, there seems to be in today's day and age this idea, especially you especially find it with young people, although you find it with older people as well, uh, sometimes this idea that I can be a Christian separate from a local body. Well, the New Testament knows nothing of that reality. Paul says that every single person in the body of Christ, in the local body, is important. And that is the way God has intended it to happen. He's intended you to be part of one body. You might be a part that is not as well known as one of the pastors, but you are an important part. You are just as important as they are. Every single person is important in the body, and every single person has been brought together by God to rejoice together and weep together. God has designed Christianity 
to be people coming together to bear one another's needs, to serve one another with their gifts, to build up one another with their words, to weep with one another when they weep, to rejoice with one another. He's intended this to be a corporate endeavor, not just a Sunday morning thing, or I can, I can just kind of do my own thing with Jesus and nobody else matters. That is a very selfish way of thinking because it goes contrary to what God has designed. I want to highlight in verses 24 and 25 three reasons that uh, we should view the body highly, view the local church with great importance, and, and that, we need to be, that we necessarily need to be members of that local church, part of that local body, an active part of that church. There are no Lone Ranger Christians in that sense. Notice at the end of verse 24, it says, But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it. I want to take the first part of that. God has so composed the body. God has seen to it that he would bring together, in a given location, a group of people with various gifts. So to say, I do not need the church, is to say that God's plan was only good for other people. But for me, I'm so wonderful that I've got all the gifts, I've got everything I need. No, that's not a true statement. God has seen to it that the church is the place where you receive spiritual help and care, not just from the pastors and leaders, but but through everyone and, and the use of everyone's gifts. So God has seen to it that he would put together a group with individual gifts that can use those gifts for the good of every believer in that body. Secondly, God has determined that there would be no unimportant members. Every single person in a church is valuable. This isn't the same. This isn't the truth with uh, w- with most groups in the world. Th- there's a sense that uh, if you're part of a, a company or part of uh, some other sort of group, that that oftentimes the, the the higher ups in that group view the people that don't have as much skill as they do as kind of indispensable, uh, kind of dispensable. We can take you or leave you, no big deal. That's not the case with the body of Christ. Every single person is valuable. Every single person is as important as the next person in the body of Christ. It's not that, well, there's some star players on this team, and then there's some people on the bench, and we really don't need them. They just kind of take up space. That's not true in the church. Everybody, in that sense, is on the field. No one is on the bench. Every single person is important. That's how God has designed his kingdom to function. And thirdly, God has brought us to each other to suffer and rejoice together. God does not want Christians to suffer alone or even rejoice alone. And God does not want us to have the view that other people uh, can, can suffer on their own or rejoice on their own. He wants us to be concerned about their rejoicings and sufferings, and He wants them to be concerned about our rejoicings and sufferings. So again, for someone to say that I don't need the body of Christ or even to go and and be kind of a, um, a passive member in it, I'm going to just show up at church and then leave uh, and not really engage with people, is to miss what God has done, miss what the beauty of what God has done for each believer who trusts in Him. God has brought us together to benefit one another, to, to be a shoulder to cry on, to minister to one another. And we need each other, and this is the way God set it up. This wasn't the invention of some Americans back in the 1950s. God set this up. God set up local churches to help each other, to, for us to help each other grow. So I hope that you have a renewed sense of the importance of your local church today and that you are being used and you are, you are seeing to it that you are using your gifts 
to help serve and build up other people. If you've been encouraged by the Give Your Life Away podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you'll find us online at canyonprescott.org. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Give Your Life Away. We are alive.